everybody. This is Sarah. And this is Rob. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love, episode 146. Welcome. 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 Today is the, uh, marks the couple days in Chicago where it is not yet summer and not rainy spring. It's perfect today. Ooh, that doesn't or, last long. That's usually yeah, a very as, small window, people right? People in California call that Wednesdays. <laughs> I don't know. We've been having some pretty crazy weather. I was just mentioning to you that it's been raining. We, we don't, it doesn't rain here in the spring. Mm-hmm. It just does it. So that's weird, especially because I bought a whole bunch of new furniture and it's um, all the old furniture is sitting in my backyard waiting to get picked up. So it's been and raining. it's raining. Yeah. But it is a habitat for creatures. There was a lizard oh. sitting on the sofa. This just a lizard on the sofa. <laughs> he was just hanging out. I was going to take his picture, but I figured he would run away by the time I got it. But anyway, enjoy your lovely weather. Yeah, it's beautiful. I have all the windows open in the front Ooh, room. So nice. I kind of, even though I'm upstairs sitting on the couch, it feels like I'm sitting on a porch. Oh, like that's a nice. green in porch. Very nice. All right. And I'm enjoying a nice Moscow mule. I was going to ask, because our new tradition as of last week, what are you drinking? Yeah. I'm having a Moscow Mule out of the very tin mugs that are featured in our video about Moscow Mules. Have you guys tried a Moscow Mule since that video or maybe before that video? They're delicious summer drinks. It's a good summer drink. Um, guess what I'm having? What? More of my box of wine. Mm. I like this box of wine, you guys. It's good. Very good. Did anybody well, try let- a box of wine after the last episode? <laughs> I didn't. I need to try that specific kind. I like this one. I'm not saying it's great wine, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. All right. And I think we should revisit a couple of things from last week because we had a lot of response. We know we talked yes. about um, fancy jello shots and a mm-hmm. lot of people were very excited about them. I know a couple yes. of listeners made them and you made some, right? I did. I followed through. I did not try to make up my own Manhattan uh, jello shot. But I'm going to. That's I would, coming. I, would, I actually got a text message today from Noah from PNS Explosion. He's like, wait a minute. Did you make those Manhattan shots or not? Oh, I want that too. Sounds let me know weird. how they go. I'll let you do the experimenting. Yeah. Um, but I did make the French 78. Ooh. Which, uh, if you go to that uh, the Jello shot link that we put up, it's the first of the recipes. It has mm-hmm. Prosecco... Um, grapefruit juice and Saint Germain. Come on, it. that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's like three of my favorite things. So um, it was really, really easy to make, like unbelievably easy. And you know, they have all those fancy molds, but then when you read the instruction, it says just put it in, um, just put it in a loaf pan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that uh, that that works. Um, but I, what I did, I had enough grapefruit that it was going to make a full uh, cup mm-hmm. of grapefruit juice rather than two-thirds of a cup, which is what it called, called for. for. So I just upped everything to a cup. So it was a cup of Prosecco and a cup of St. Germain and a cup of <laughs> grapefruit juice. I love a recipe where all – I think we've talked about this in terms of some oh, other like recipe. Where, right, where every ingredient is the same amount? Yeah. Like pound and- cake? Yeah, it was it was like that, and it was only uh, you know it was two teaspoons of sugar, so I made it three teaspoons, right? And two packets of Knox gelatin, which I used three, so I had enough to to pour some into some molds that mm, I had. Fancy. And he, I think, 
I think you bought them for me. I had these I skull did. skull and crossbone ice cube molds mm-hmm. that they're like those uh, silicone molds. And I was like, I'll bet you that would work for jello shots. And I honestly, to be honest, I think you could make it work because I've seen on cooking programs where you have an intricate mold, you should, after it's set up, you should like dunk the back of the mold in warm water. Mm-hmm. To, to loosen, loosen it. it up a little bit and then plop them out and then put the whole thing back in the fridge a little bit. I didn't have time to do that. Frankly, I was worried because I was like, I'm going to make these for this barbecue. Yeah. And then I go to look at uh, and I'm like the ingredients are out on the counter. I pull up my laptop and it's like chill for several hours or overnight. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This was like when you made that um, pumpkin tart for a dinner and you weren't sure it was going to set. Totally. Remember? Was, and that's why I had Knox gelatin was left over from the pumpkin mousse tart. It all comes back to the pumpkin mousse tart. Oh, that sounds so good right now. <laughs> um, jello shots sound good right now to me. Th- these jello shots were amazing. So anyway, I, I make them. I'm like, I think these are going to be good to go. Like I'm jiggling it and, and it looks like it's setting up. I'm taking my finger and just testing the top. And I also was like thinking ahead, like as I was cooking it, you cook it all over a low heat. It's not like boiling water, like normal jello. You cook it over a low heat, just enough to dissolve the gelatin and the sugar. Um, But, you know, it never comes to a boil or, Mm -hmm. you know, a tea kettle or anything like that. So, and I took my loaf pan and put it in the freezer before I started to kind of pre-chill my pan. Technique. Yeah, well, I was trying. But anyway, the the skulls kind of came out, but there was no hope for the crossbones. The crossbones were didn't just look like so good. Little nuggets. So anyway, I took a picture of them, and they just kind of look like little fleshy. It's kind of dirty, Rob. Yeah, they look kind of gross. They look like uh, maybe some sort of jello shot that would be at a bridesmaid party, at a, um, yeah, a um, bridal shot, a bachelorette party. Thank you. I'm like, what is that yeah. called when the brides go out? Basically yes. what it ended up being. Well, so then I put them on a paper plate. And I was like, I'm just going to take these because my buddy's place that I was going to, I'm like, he'll laugh his ass off. Right. I'm doing these. And then I took the whole loaf pan with me because I was like, I'll put these in the fridge when I get there. And like when the party gets going, I'll cut them up and serve them up. So I walk in and well, my plan is I'm going to walk in with this paper plate of skull and crossbone. <laughs> right. Jello shots. <laughs> Uh, they t- it tasted so good that I found myself, and I, this is probably illegal. I found myself at the stoplight <laughs> eating them because <laughs> it tasted so good. Yum! I was like, "Oh, these are good!" And I just keep reaching over to the passenger side where I have like my rhubarb bars on one <laughs> plate, and I have a thing of mac and cheese underneath that. Um, drinking and so, driving. Now I have I a guess, question. I don't know if it counts as drinking or driving because I was technically eating. Eating. But- it was boozy. I have a I question. Know. Probably so shouldn't do that. The Prosecco, does it does it maintain some sort of element of being sparkling in the jello shot form? Not really. But um, just gives it, you a nice winey flavor? It's a nice winey flavor. And with a lot of them, I went through and started reading a lot of the recipes and also looking at the techniques because I'm wanting to create this Manhattan uh, thing and it usually starts off with like your mixer, your juice, or whatever goes with the sugar and the jello over the heat. And then when that's dissolved, then you add your booze part, okay? So that you get the f- so you don't cook off the cook alcohol. off the alcohol, right? 
because that would now, be, that would be terrible. Oh, heaven forbid. Now, this one was kind of half and half. You did the orange, you did the grapefruit juice with the sugar and gelatin and the Prosecco. So it did, um, you know, there's no fizziness to it, mm -hmm. but I, it tasted like, you know, kind of mimosa-y yeah. when, when you just taste, when I tasted it without the St. Germain. And then the St. Germain you add in right before you start chilling. So the St. Germain mm -hmm. is just like as is. That it's fantastic. It was, they were really, really delicious. And it was one of those things like um, when we got, when I got to the party and, and I was like, all right, uh, who'd like a jello shot? Everyone was like, oh no, man, no, you didn't do that. Like red and, like, flavor. Right? I think people were expecting me to go around with a tray with Dixie cups. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. I had like taken them out and cut them into squares. I will say, I think I cut the squares too big. Like they, they look they think, big. They, they, the plate that they're sitting on in the picture is like a bread and butter plate, like a mm -hmm. salad plate. It's not a dinner plate. So oh, they, thank God. they look even bigger. <laughs> they look like they're like, you know, gigantic brownies. It looks like a Snickers bar. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I cut them the size that I would like a lemon bar or like a brownie. Like I like treats like that to be kind of like, I don't know, two inches by two inches. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, big for a jello shot. Maybe an inch and a half by an inch. Well, that's what I, but they tasted so good too. Yeah. Like I feel usually when you do a jello shot, you kind of like, it's like an oyster. You're right. just like down the hatch. Yeah. And this, it tasted so good that at most everyone was uh, like taking a bite and like holding the rest of it and, and talking about how, how great they tasted. Oh, I want to make them. I'm going to make them this weekend. Well, They're now, very, very easy and it takes so zero time. And not many ingredients. Not many ingredients. I had... All of the ingredients except for grapefruit, actually. I love grapefruit. <laughs> I, I used the cheapo uh, Prosecco from Trader Joe's, the kind that has the little string over the cork. Right. That's their their brand Prosecco. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had some St. Germain, so it all... Perfect. Delicious. Well, I, did I, wa I want to figure out some other kind of mold... As, like I have, mm -hmm. I have star shaped, um, ice cubes, but I think I need to get, um, you know, I what like might be cute. Um, yeah. do you have a Madeline pan? I don't have a Madeline that, pan, but those that would be, cute? be really cute. Do you yeah. guys know what those look like? It looks kind of like a scallop. It's a cookie yeah. pan. They sell them a lot of times at, near the cash register at Starbucks. Do they? Yeah. Oh, this, the cookies, not the pans. Yes. Not the pans. Oh, they're good cookies. The pans they sell at Williamson. Yeah. I was like, Really? Ooh, Madeline's, that's a topic for another day. Well, now our listener, Paul, who is uh, on Instagram, so I saw these pictures on Instagram and said, hey, you should mail this to us. He made some, did you look at these pictures? He made a blue margarita jello shot with a um, He's got a fancy rim. picture technique. Too. Yeah, well, that's from uh, Instagram. You guys are all on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Robbie's not. Everybody's not me. A lot of you are. Um, I feel like the last person joining Facebook. Right? You like should I'm get on Instagram. Guy. It's enjoyable. So he, so I said, hey, can you send us those pictures? Because I don't. I think it was just a coincidence that he happened to make them the day after we no, did the show. He, yeah. And well. He didn't. I it may, but he, he certainly made them like as I was mixing together my ingredients. You were like, oh my gosh. He this emailed guy them. Just well, and he'd, but he'd made them a couple days before. I mean, he had posted them. So he sent a note and he said, I put a salt rim on a blue margarita jello shot and I'll be uploading more to Instagram as I make them. I have an absent shot in mind this summer i am all about jello shots or he also might be using agar agar you know which is that yes. vegetarian um solution which the, which sets up even better yeah he said it solidifies at 73 degrees so he doesn't have to keep them as cold 
Yeah. All those look delicious. We want to c- see more of them. And I think someone else on the Facebook page said they made a French lemonade one mm. based on our suggestion. So I feel good about the jello shots as the topic. And then let's just talk about rhubarb for a minute. Yes. Everybody was very excited about the rhubarb topic. It's a really good thing. Now, remember how I said I just never see it here? Mm-hmm. And I probably would see it if I went and looked for it, but I just hasn't. Sure. I haven't crossed paths with any rhubarb since I moved here, I don't think. So this weekend, as I said, so we'll see. We recorded the show last week. I posted it on Friday. Saturday morning, I went up to a beach house for the weekend, the long weekend, with some friends. And they brought their CSA box. They get go to a different CSA than I do. And I'm looking in the fridge when I get to the beach house. I'm like, what? what is this in this big box of produce? Rhubarb. Three stalks of rhubarb. And then they gave it to me to bring home. So now I have it. That's awesome. I'm going to make something out of it. I'm very excited. I was going to make the bars, but then I found a recipe for a cocktail that where you make a rhubarb syrup and you infuse some gin with fennel. And I got fennel from the CSA this week. I think I'm going to try it. It seems like maybe a little savory. Making our way through the CSA box with cocktails. cocktail at a time. (laughs) Right? If I can figure out how to make turnips into a cocktail, I would. I would love a turnip. All right, so that's all old stuff. Let's talk about new stuff. It's good. It's good to. Uh, I'm glad that everyone's excited about all that stuff. People okay, were very something we about we love. It is also the time of year where all a lot of our favorite fall winter shows are done, and now it's Nothing. time for summer TV, yes. which means so you think you can dance. Ba-da-ba-bow. Exciting! Exciting! Now Mary we really have- is back. Mary's back. I know. Makes it so much better. I haven't I didn't well, realize how much I missed her until she was there. And it's like, oh, I love her so I love much. her. Now, we don't have too much to say because the season's just starting. It just started last week, so it's time mm-hmm. to join in. They're still doing the initial auditions. But we love this show. Even if you're not super into dancing, I think you might enjoy it. It's got – because it has ballroom, it has contemporary, but it also has hip-hop and all kinds of crazy street dancing. Super fun. Crazy people. Judges are mostly kind of crazy. Yeah. So that's it. So you think you can dance. We love the Cat Dealy. Love Cat Dealy. You know, one of our listeners, Emily, who is British, she had said on Twitter one day something about how she just hates Cat Dealy. It's like, oh, that makes me sad. Is she not popular over there? I love her. I love that she just looks like a deer or a colt. She's I, all limbs. I think she's a little bit of the Ryan Seacrest of the U- UK. Is she? Because she hosts like 800 Everything? shows. UK so I think listeners, after a while, let us know. Maybe just get tired of seeing her. Well, we enjoy her, and I think she's always styled beautifully. Yes, she always looks fantastic. And didn't we read in Entertainment Weekly that she does her own styling? Yes, kind of unbelievable. Yeah, I love her. Um, so, so you think you can dance? Check it out. Just starting. We love it. It's not too late. Okay, another thing. Now, this is something that maybe is going to seem like old news, but we uh, just want to put our official stamp on it. How much do we love Melissa McCarthy slash the movie Bridesmaids? So much. I really, I loved Brides. Melissa McCarthy was definitely a huge highlight, but I liked everything about Bridesmaids. I did too. It was just funny. It was smart. I mean, it was really goofy, but um, it had heart. Also, all of those women are so funny and such fun actresses. Kristen yeah. Wiig, fantastic. Fantastic. Saw it twice. Love it, love it, love it. Well, you look like an old mop. 
What's your favorite line? What's my favorite line? I don't know why that I, was so funny to second, me. The second time I saw it, I laughed a lot harder at that than I did the first time. But one of the uh, featured players is a, a favorite actress of ours. And you, she's on that show. What's it called? Mike and Molly? Yes. But you might remember her as um, Suki from Gilmore Girls or Christina Applegate's friend, whose character name I can't remember, on can't Samantha either. Who. She was fantastic on Samantha She Who, was though. fantastic. She's great in everything I've ever seen her in. But yeah. she clearly comes from an improv background, and she's a wacko in a great way. Yes. they. Uh, most of the women from the cast of Bridesmaids uh, were from Groundlings mm-hmm. in L.A. And um, one of my favorite things about Melissa McCarthy, and I, it was either you or our friend Dr. Paul clued me into her character Marbles Hosgrove. Oh, no. You, she- you told me about it. I didn't know about then it. it. Then it was definitely Dr. Paul who told me. This yeah. is like way back in like MySpace days. I remember he's like way back in MySpace days. <laughs> he, he would post uh, Marble's YouTube clips on my MySpace page. Hilarious. And uh, Patrick and Noah had never seen Marble's. And I was like, oh, if you're just now getting to know and love Melissa McCarthy – you really need to look up Marbles, her character. And just, there's only like five or six videos, but each one of them hysterical and funny and a, inevitably a close-up of her eating ribs always or something. tacos. And just go to YouTube and search Melissa McCarthy Marbles and you'll find it. I think maybe Fantastic. it's better go in with no expectations. It's just weird. It's especially weird because you, weird. you, you could easily watch them and not know it's her. Yeah. It's just bizarre. But it made me love her even more when you sent me that. I was like, "What? This is this is her? What?" Well, I didn't know that she was from Gilmore Girls, like, because I, I didn't oh, watch no. that show. So I was like, "I was like, oh my gosh, this is a hilarious clip!" And you're like, "Wait a minute, that's the that's Suki, Suki. from." God, you guys, Gilmore Girls. I feel like it's probably never going to be a topic because I don't think Rob's ever going to get on board. Gilmore Girls was a good show. Check it out on. Well, DVD. you know what? I might. I might. Let's hold off on that because I got to tell you, m- one of my favorite things about the show Parenthood is that Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham, she's fantastic. Every- that Parenthood, I could watch all the time, every night. If there was an episode, I'd watch it like it was The Young and the Restless because I love that show so much. Well, Gilmore Girls, I think it's the the old, at, at the former teenage girl in me that enjoys it mostly. But yeah. um, some of our friends, like our friend Heidi, obsessed. A lot of our obsessed. friends are super into it. But I, most of the people I know who are super into it are women. Correct. Yeah. It's a good show, though. I think you would enjoy it. it might, who knows? Maybe it's on the Netflix streaming. I know that they did a Grey Gardens episode, so that, may, that piques my interest a little bit right there, too. Now, let's talk about something else that's on the Netflix streaming. Yes. This weekend at the Beach House, in between hiking and sitting in the hot tub and cooking dinner... Sounds horrible. It was terrible, but I also managed (laughs) to get completely sucked into something that I've been meaning to watch for a long time, and it was on the Netflix streaming, the Masterpiece Classic series, Downton Abbey. So good. I was obsessed with it for like 24 hours. That's I watched the entire series of seven episodes, an hour long, in two days on on a vacation weekend, and my one of the the girlfriend who I was there with, um, our other friends were asleep, and I got up early to make coffee, and she got up, and I said, Emily, I just watched. The first episode of this great show. I want you to start <laughs> watching it. She's like, I want to watch it. I said, I will watch the first episode again with you right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And so we went upstairs because the TV there had a like a Netflix streaming box. I was like, yeah. I will watch the whole thing. 
And then we watched, you know, we'd watch an episode and then we'd go for a hike and then we'd come back and watch an episode and get and then get in the well, hot that tub. That sounds lovely. And I got home on Monday and the first thing I did was like kicked off my shoes, put my suitcase in the bedroom, said hi to the cats, sat my ass down on my sofa, my new sofa, and watched the last two episodes. And I, but I mean, I just didn't want it to end. Well, and the good news is it sort of didn't end. It really right? did it. And there's this, they're making a season two. And yeah, which thank God they announced that right away because um, as as it was wrapping up or and it doesn't well I don't want to give anything no away, but it doesn't but end like it's it, it doesn't it doesn't really nothing end. gets wrapped and, up yeah and then right away it's like available on DVD at this on this date and coming in spring of such and such or whenever it's coming out uh, part two and I was like oh thank God I have to know what happens. Oh, I was so, so into good. It. Like not since Anne of Green Gables have I been so glued to PBS. So the the idea is it's an upstairs downstairs type thing, right? It's this manor house, and they're the you know the the family that lives there as well as all of the servants and sort of the microcosm of society that that ensues. Um, but immediately they they just did a great job of establishing sort of the dynamic between everybody, sort of how the world there operated. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's fantastic. It, it uh, like the the first few moments is is it coming across the wire that the Titanic has sunk. So like that gives you a little bit of a time period too. Right. And I love something like that that just like starts with a historic thing to kind of immediately get us all to that time and place. Yes, yeah. and it ends with another you know sort of landmark and history event happening. So clearly that will be what season two is centered around. Um, and which is I, the World War, which obviously you can. Imagine. Elizabeth McGovern. Right? I'm watching the opening credits. She's so beautiful. She's and I was gorgeous. like, and gr- such great acting. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, She's I had having to like, a baby. <laughs> totally. I had to do some IMDb. I'm like, what did I love her in? And it was, she was having, She's a, having baby. a baby. So that's the thing. The opening credits are going by and it, it says Elizabeth McGovern. And I said, well, that must be some British actress named Elizabeth McGovern under right. some, in some union that isn't under the same jurisdiction who has the same name. But no, it's her. She plays an American. Her, she's married the the patriarch of the house, and she's she was an heiress from New York. Now, I watched this on the heels of watching the remake of Upstairs, Downstairs on PBS, which was what yes. sort of got me fired up because everyone I know had been watching Downton Abbey when it was on at the beginning of the year, and I was like, eh, I'm not so no. into the PBS British classics. But I watched the Upstairs, Downstairs, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, Jungle Marge, who watched the original yes. Upstairs, Downstairs, which was kind of revolutionary television, right? She I watched was like, it as well. Yeah, I did not. She was like, eh, that remake, bit. just not nearly as good. But it got me fired up. I enjoyed it, and it got me fired up. Seriously, the minute the, the last episode of Downton Abbey ended, I was on Netflix searching for other Masterpiece series. Well, this it that happens to be one of my favorite things. I love they usually come on in the dead of winter, like a good one usually comes on in the dead of winter on a Sunday night. And that's when and this like, one ran in January, right? So that makes yes, sense. Mm-hmm. It did. And I I I I don't know. It's like Sunday nights this past winter were wonderful. They were a big was, night, yeah. Yeah, lots of really good TV and uh there was just one on recently that was kind of okay, but is that South Riding? South Riding. I recorded it because I was so excited after Upstairs Downstairs ended. And then my mom was visiting and she saw them on the TV and she's like, that wasn't very good. So I deleted well, it, it. I probably still would have enjoyed it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I, I'm not going to give that one a full, like, uh, you must watch kind of right. thing. But it was kind of a fun, like, Mona Lisa smile meets Jane Eyre. Like, uh, mm-hmm. 
young feisty school marm coming in to to set up a all you know change an all girls school um that was a really good one the one the two that i would say like run don't walk mm-hmm. were were cranford top of my netflix queue that's another one people have been telling now, me to watch for a year cranford at any moment i'm like this whole cast could do a musical version of it in a minute because it was Judy Dench, Julia McKenzie, and Amelda Staunton. Amelda Staunton, she's one of my favorites. Uh, who, our friend Sherry mm-hmm. and I had a whole discussion about this because I was like, Sherry, I want you to write Cranford the musical, and she's like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's um, right up her alley. She loves the totally up her. The and stuff. then they yeah. did like Return to Cranford, uh, like a year later. That was kind of a the first Cranford I think was like five or six episodes and Return to Cranford was just like two or three. Um, it also had the girl who, pl- uh, Julia. Safi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Safi from Amazon. Julia Swalla. Swalia. Yeah. yeah. So Cranford, I give a, a big thumbs up to and Little Dorrit, I give a big thumbs up I to. I never saw Little Dorrit. I'm going to put it in Little the Little Dorrit stars uh, the girl that was in the new Upstairs Downstairs who played the kind of rebellious sister. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty, pale with freckles. Mm-hmm. I should probably know her name. But anyway, uh, Little Dorrit is amazingly Was that a, I, a re- recent one? That's a recent one. That was oh, I'm so um, within the last two years. Oh, Netflix. And, and, before, and before that was Bleak House, which everyone has said was equally good. And a lot of times how I find out about these and which ones to Netflix the Golden Globes are always very into these movies. Oh. So like um, that's how I found out about Cranford. I hadn't watched that one, but both Judy Dench and the other woman who was also in, I was, I always joke that there's only like seven character actors in all of the UK. Right. Because they're, they it's get always all like, the work. yeah. And you're always like, Oh, who's that woman? What's her name? What's she from? And I, you know, you find out how many different Jane Austen movies you've seen. Right. Actress in. God. Anyway, uh, I would I Bleak House I might be a good that's that's going to be next That for came me, up I when I was say. looking for other um options. Now another one that I enjoyed was the sort of new version of Now this was on Masterpiece Mystery, which is a little different than Masterpiece Classic. Yes. Um which was the Sherlock series. Which I don't believe sort of I a got- modern moderner day telling. Usually I get the Masterpiece Mystery as well cuz it all comes as like one uh, season pass on yeah. my DVR. Um, so usually I get them, but sometimes I just delete them. Ooh, this was good. And it's on the Netflix streaming. So okay. you can watch it. There's only three. Um, oh, I like that too. Oh, it was really good. Um, Martin Freeman is in it, who plays Watson. And, you know, you would know him from, um, he was the original Tim in the British, The Office. Mm-hmm. And many, many other things, but over in the US, that's what we know him more for. Um, he was in Hitchhiker's Guide. And then the guy who plays Sherlock Sherlock is named Benedict Cumberbatch, which might be the greatest name ever. Oh. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. He's a favorite of Lord Byline's. I think Lord Byline might have uh ha- and also um Professor Limesworth, I believe they both were in <laughs> the running yeah, for right. a Sherlock remake. But right. it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's um, it's really quirky and strange, and I really liked it a lot. So that's that's a whole bunch of Netflix streaming for you guys. 
And if you're um, from the UK, you're probably just saying, well, that's Channel 3. Right. You're like, boring. Boring. We want more episodes of Friends. Right. Exactly. Or they probably feel like that when we talk about So You Think You Can Dance or any of the other American shows. For sure. We're giving your shows a shout out, British peeps. We love you. We love the shows. Um, all right. So what? About something completely different. Yeah. This is an old favorite of mine. Me too. How much do we love the Laughing Cow cheese wedges? Love them. Actually, I like all their products. They also make the little Baby Bell, Bond Bell, little round guys, right? I know this spokes lady for Baby Bell. You do? Do you know her too? She used to be an actress here in Chicago. Who is it? Uh, Lauren Bishop. Mm, I don't think so. She was an improv type, but she did a couple musicals here and there. I might know if I saw her. She's, yeah, she didn't have that dark of hair. And I looked like her. And then I went to her Facebook page because she's my friend. And sure enough, there was a, it was a <laughs> picture of her holding a mini baby bell. I love the baby bell. I love, so the Laughing Cow, you guys know these, right? They're like wedges wrapped in foil and they come in a little round um, sort of cardboardy disc container. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. They're very low fat and low cal. Now they come in all kinds of flavors. They used to just be the sort of original creamy Swiss, and there was a French onion, and then maybe an herb, and then they have light versions. Yeah. Yeah. But now they have like blue cheese version and a sort of a Southwest version, I think, some other version. But I like to have them on a rye crisp. Mm. But also, sometimes I will toss one wedge of it, like if I'm going to maybe steam some green beans, Mm -hmm. toss a wedge of that in there. Oh. Them like a little bit of a creamy coating. Wow. Right? You could put it That's... in your mashed potatoes. There's all kinds of good things to do with the laughing cow. I um I love cheese and crackers. That's like one of right. my favorite things in the world. Like uh, that goes like back to when I was a little kid and it was like triscuits and like old English cheddar spread. Previous topic. Yes. Cheese and uh, crackers. Family party. That's what we called it at our house. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. My sister Marlo is always like, come on, family party time, family party. Um, so, but, you know, like, as much as we love the truffle trimmer and the Humboldt fog and all of those delicious cheeses, right. some, sometimes not so good for you and a lot of times not so cheap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the other day I was over at our friend Christine's and she had the... Laughing Cow wedges that were blue cheese light. And you know what they go perfect with? What? The Raisin Rosemary Crisps. Ooh. Or they're the, the Trader Joe's version of the Raincoast Crisps. Yes. They, that sounds they're, perfect. It's a perfect combo. And so you can sit and have just a little, little Moscow Mule maybe, mm-hmm. little cheese and crackers, and, it, and it, you feel like you're having a really – delicious fantastic treat it does it does feel like you're having fattening creamy cheese and you don't need utensils right oh i love the laughing cow i peel that little wedge back and i have a specific like i peel the the big part back because there's a little red tab right and then i like to peel back the two little side parts Mm -hmm. and then i use my crisp to to kind of like slice off a little part off because it's soft enough you can Ooh. Sounds no good. need for a knife. Oh, it's so delicious. You know what? Where else I like the laughing cow? Where? Stuffed in a celery stick. Yum. These are good snacks, people. Good snacks. I actually um, have 
some like vintage looking uh, bowls and pitchers in my in my kitchen that I have like French advertising on them. And I have an old laughing cow one. Fun. It's now, a little bowl that says la vache kiwi. kiwi. Yeah. Do you remember back in the old days, they had a different product that was these little tiny cubes, individually wrapped cubes. Mm. Does anyone remember these? I'm talking back in the day. Cause I feel like my mom would put these in my lunch for summer camp. So we're talking a long time ago. But they came in a rectangular box, sort of like the round box, but they were small, but really small cubes. Like I'm picturing them being maybe like a half inch by half inch. Hmm. And I remember I'm picturing them being that French onion flavor. I don't think they I haven't seen those in years. Do they still make those? Does anyone even remember those? I don't remember. The those. laughing cow cubes. I think in the first one, it was a very small amount. The first ones that I remember having were the baby bells. Oh, and those are good too. I love the baby those. bells and, that, and the, the bond bells. I like the 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 baby bell that is more of a cheddar flavor that comes in the yellow wax. Yes, delicious. Those are delicious. I like just the fun of that little wax coating too. Now wait a minute. Apparently, they still have the bite sized cubes. Listeners from other lands, do you still have the bite sized cubes in your country? Do they have them? Spreadable in our tubs. We don't have that. What? In various worldwide markets, it is served as squares, rectangles, slices. Slices? In mainland Europe, marketed under toastinette, bite-sized cubes, pods, I don't even know what that means, aimed at younger children, and in spreadable tubs. Huh. The spreadable tub would be better for filling up the celery stock. Europe has all kinds of good flavors. What? Oh, you've got good TV, good flavors of everything. Party cubes. Do you guys still have the cubes? Oh, we don't have those. Designed to be eaten. Designed to be eaten with alcoholic drinks at parties. Oh, well, Laughing cow go. people. Bring back the cubes. Ooh. You can have a cube party. Have a wine hazelnut? cube and a hazelnut. They have hazelnut apparently. They have paprika. There's all kinds of flavors around the world. Long been popular in the United Kingdom as a children's snack. The demand for triangular wedges has skyrocketed recently in the U.S. since the light version of the product was suggested as a viable menu item to followers of the South Beach diet. It is true. It's kind of good on any diet, though, because it's low fat and low calorie and low carb. Yeah. I'm and if you and if, you, and if flavors. If your body's used to having, like, the cheese and crackers as, like, your little treat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good to have a little substitute. Although I try to get, teach myself to have like new habits. Yeah, but still need a treat. You're never going to give there. up cheese and crackers. I mean, come on. No, I'm not. Never. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, cheese and crackers. That's what I had Nothing that as cow. part of my part of my. Um, that was the end of my dinner tonight. Was a little laughing cow blue cheese. I might have that later with as my before bed treat. The crisps. I have the crisps too. Ooh, okay. All right. So Delicious. you guys here is an exciting thing. June 15th marks the five-year anniversary of How Much Do We Love? Five years? How did that even happen? I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure either. But um, we want to thank you guys for listening and sticking around. If you have, well, if you haven't, you won't hear this. So it doesn't matter. Um, new <laughs> listeners, old listeners, we... Love that you're out there listening. And we wanted to have a, just a little contest. We have yeah. a few sets of uh, bananagrams to give away. And we want you to 
send us, this is going to be a random drawing, so it doesn't really matter what you say, but we want you to send us an email letting us know your favorite How Much Do We Love moment. Maybe it was a particular topic. Maybe it was a particular show. Maybe it was something that happened in your life that How Much Do We Love influenced or vice versa. Just drop us a line to podcast at howmuchdowelove.com by June 15th. How about that? Yeah. And, um, and we'll pick some winners at random. And, and we'll probably then... share these on our Facebook page or something. So if, if it's personal, let us know. You don't want it shared. Yeah. But, you know, we love getting mail from you guys. We're not always great about writing back. But um, some of the stuff you guys have have said in your emails it just means so much to us that you listen. So absolutely. Send us another email and win a prize. Yeah. Five years. Now, five years is kind of crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, we've only got 20 more to go and we'll beat Oprah. I know. We're so close. So close. <laughs> oh, goodness. goodness. All right. Maybe now, you should also, maybe one of your entry could say a topic that you wish that we'd talk about. Oh, that's Because frankly, sometimes it's hard to come up with topics. <laughs> we'd be happy yeah. to hear your ideas. Yeah. So send us an email. Podcast at howmuchwelove.com. Just say, this is my contest entry. Something about the show. So I had, this is another quick recap before we leave. Uh, I had a really good Stoplight concert the other day. Now, uh, listeners, in case you don't remember, a Stoplight concert is when you pull up to the Stoplight and your radio's blasting so loud that you're kind of giving people a concert. Now, I was not singing. I want to (laughs) make that clear because it would be really scary if I had been singing. But the iPod was just on random, and I was with Doug, and it came to uh, the Dream Girls soundtrack. Oh, no. I'm telling you, I'm not going. Uh oh. Jennifer Hudson's version. <laughs> and, um, you know, it came on, and we were like, oh, yeah, this is good. We haven't, we haven't listened to this in a while, really. I felt like I wanted to say that to people at the stoplight uh-huh. because. The, we so then we're talking and we're just kind of visiting and we pull up to the stoplight right as like the key change is getting ready to happen. Uh-oh. And it kind of goes really quiet first and then there's like a timpani roll. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um <laughs> so right as we right as we pulled up the timpani roll happens and the just full tilt crazy loud belting and singing and I was like, "Wow. Okay." I should have pushed skip when I had the chance. But <laughs> here I am. Here I am just uh, letting the people know that I'm not afraid to still be listening to the Dream Girl soundtrack. Not afraid of it. Nice. Yeah. But you weren't actually singing. I w- Thank God. <laughs> I feel like if I had been by myself, I might have been. Oh. Can you I imagine had... you pull up yes. next to some white guy Absolutely and he's just imagine. like, no, 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 no way. I would clap. Yeah, I would I clap and give a thumbs up. Take my shoe off and throw it at him. I got was singing Don't Cry Out Loud. <laughs> Good one. I came on the shuffle. I was like, I have this? Singing it at the top of my lungs. And, you know, that's, you can't really sing that song, right? Nobody really can. Except Melissa Manchester. Didn't sound good. But I sang it. Uh, okay, recapping. So Recap- you think you can dance. Love it. We love it. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and the movie Bridesmaids, well worth all the hype. If you're just, if you're like me and someone who's putting it off because, or maybe you were put things off because people tell you you're going to like it, mm-hmm. you're going to like it. 
It was good. Um, masterpiece classics on PBS, including Downton Abbey, Cranford, Sherlock, Little Dorrit, and what else? Those are the big ones. Check Netflix for streaming, but otherwise they're all available on DVD. Yeah. And? Um, laughing Cow Cheese. Oh, so good. Yummy. Now I want to hear from all of, we have a lot of listeners around the globe. I want to hear from you reading this Wikipedia thing. Apparently it's marketed under all these different names. It's called, they have the cubes in many Europeans, European countries, and they're marketed under the name cheese and fun, which they are both. Yeah. I want to know, what do they call it over there? What's your favorite? Do any grown-ups eat it? Is it just for kids? <laughs> Seems to be marketed for kids. Uh, well, except for the part where it said for alcohol. Right. Maybe not the cubes. Yeah. All right. And also send us an email uh, to celebrate our fifth anniversary. Tell us your favorite how much you love moment or topic or something and be entered to win a fun prize. Maybe we'll come up with another prize before then too, but we do have some bananagrams for sure. Woohoo! Um, and we will see you next time on How Much Do We Love? Bye, everybody. Bye.